Good evening, and welcome to the Independent News Hour. I'm your host, John Tarleton, Editor-in-Chief of the Independent, New York City's lefty newspaper and website. You can find our latest news coverage at independent.org, I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-N-T dot O-R-G. And I'm joined today by the Indies Associate Editor, Amba Gagarian. Hi, John. It's great to be here today with you and all of our listeners on 99.5 FM and streaming on WBAI.org. We have another amazing show for you tonight. In the first half of uh, tonight's show, we w- we're going to look at the City University of New York. A recent spate of budget cuts and faculty firings at Queens College have stoked concerns that a devastating new wave of austerity could sweep across CUNY, the largest urban higher education system in the country. The winter semester began at most campuses on Thursday. At Queens College, the semester began on Thursday with a protest in the heart of the Queens College campus. Students and faculty were outraged by the surprise firing of 26 full-time faculty over the winter break. This is Queens College student Brandon King talking about the impact of the firing on students like him. A student, um, grad, graduate student here at Queens College um, in the arts department. It's, uh, it's quite alarming uh, to come back on campus and find out that 26 of our professors, of our faculty have been um, asked. You know, like I came here because Queens College has um, a very robust like arts department, sculpture department, and it's um, and they're the only place in Queens where you can do bronze casting. And it's crazy that that person that was holding that down has been fired. So it's just like the things that this institution offers, um, not being able to uphold that because of the austerity of because of you know the folks that um, are in power. Figuring they have to like, like uh, do this enclosure and and pour resources and, and leave us out to dry. You know, I think the thing for me, I'm, I'm like, you know, they want us to speak positively about these institutions, the city institution, these Queens College. I know people that used to go like went here for free, like back in the day, and just the ways that the. Um, that the prices have risen, you know, that they make people pay for an education. It's a cycle that, that has us more and more um, on the short end of the stick. Um, and I feel like being a part of this fight is is a fight for our survival, a fight for our education, um, a fight for our, our like dignity and humanity. That, that was Queens College student Brandon King speaking to the Independence Lane Dibbler. Now, CUNY is... Uh, been under uh, increasing financial strain in recent years, and joining us now to talk about uh, what's happening at Queens College and at CUNY more broadly are Ash Marinaccio, she is one of the 26 fired professors, and Karen Weingarten, professor of English at Queens College. Karen is also the chapter chair at her campus for the Professional Staff Congress of CUNY, the union that represents 30,000 faculty and staff at the City University of New York. Welcome, both of you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, Ash, let's start with you. Uh, you had a full-time teaching appointment at Queens College, and then short, I believe shortly after New Year's, you learned you had lost your job. Uh, can you talk about how that went down and how it's I, impacted your life? I did, yes. I was a full-time substitute um, 
a full-time substitute professor in media studies at Queens College. And um, about two weeks before the semester ended, they um, they renewed my contract. So I was supposed to be there for another full year um, in the same line. And we were, you know, we had big plans for the semester or for the, for the next year. Everything was going well. My classes are um, over tallied with long wait lists and about two weeks this is exactly two weeks before the semester started. Um, I got a text from the chair of my department. She was like, can you talk? And, um, you know, I knew, I knew it wasn't, it was, it couldn't have been a good thing. Um, and she called and she was practically in tears and was like, you know, I just wanted to tell you that, um, this, this, um, this is all going down and you're going to get a letter next week saying that um, you no longer have a job and um, all of these professors have been fired and we're trying to fight it. And, um, you know, it was, it was a pretty hard phone call. Right. Right. And, 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 and what, what, how, 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 how have you, uh, adjusted, adjusted to this situation? This situation? Um, well, I, I, I mean, I'm in a, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm in a um, rather a, a bit of a privileged position um, compared to some of my colleagues because I'm still a graduate student at the CUNY Graduate Center. I'm completing my PhD this semester. So um, I contacted um, some of uh, my colleagues at um, the CUNY Graduate Center in some of the um, Office of Student Support, and um, they found me placement as a graduate um, assistant, as a graduate fellow, gave me a f- graduate fellowship. So I was able to continue, um, I was able to be employed and keep health insurance this semester. Um, but my classes, um, my classes at Queens, I became an adjunct. So, you know, it's unfortunately, it's the same, it's the same amount of work, but um you know, for a stipend. So it's, it's, um, pretty, that that's pretty terrible, but, um, I really, it was really important to me to be able to finish with my students. I've had students, um, you know, that I've had for, uh, four or five semesters who, you know, we were continuing working together and, um, you know, I, it was really important for me to be there with them. And, um, you know, if it means that I'm adjuncting this semester, I, I, I'm here for the students. And um, that was, that was what I was going to do. Right, right. And, and Karen, and Karen what has been the reaction, been the reaction by students and faculty at Queens College um, to the firings? Yeah, I mean, I think the students and the faculty are all shocked. I, uh, shortly after this happened, my email inbox was just bombarded by uh, just people who were just shocked and incredibly upset. I got emails from chairs. I got emails from the many of the impacted faculty members. And I, you know, I've been teaching at Queens College since 2006, and I can't remember another time when so many people were fired at like two weeks before this, the end of the semester. I think that was partially uh, one of the shocking things that it happened so cl- close to the start of the semester that it was so disruptive for these 26 people's lives, but also for their departments who in many cases had to scramble to find other people to teach these classes, to cancel classes, and then find other sections for the students. Um, so people were really reeling. It was incredibly upsetting. I have students that can't 
graduate um, because some of the classes were cut. I have students who, um, you know, my classes, they're supposed to have um, maybe about 15 people in them. And now, you know, there's 30 people in them and the wait lists are 10, 10 students deep. Um, It's a significant impact on the student population. Um, you know, and the students are rightfully upset and distressed and concerned about what this means for their future. Right. That can change your whole plans. Um, and what do you all make of the administration's explanation that they had to reduce the college's deficit? So the, we wrote an open letter to our president and also to the chancellor and the chancellor has two lines, right? The first is what you actually just said right now, Amba. He said there's a structural deficit. And what that, what they mean by that is that the enrollment at Queens College is less than what they had anticipated. And so they want to make these cuts so that the operating budget of the college is in line with its actual student enrollment. But both the chancellor and our own administration acknowledge that the real reason we're in this crisis, this financial crisis, is because of decades of underfunding by the state of New York. Queens College is a senior college, and all senior colleges in CUNY are actually funded by New York State, not by New York City. People sometimes find that confusing because we're the city university, um, but we are funded by New York State. And for decades, New York State has not kept up with the operating college costs of running the senior colleges. And that means when people get step raises or sometimes even contractual raises, when energy costs go up every year, energy costs are going up. The state is not, is not making up for that cost by raising what they're giving CUNY. And so as a result, the university has to use its existing budget to meet the rising operating costs. And when this happens year after year after year, you get a situation where we're running on bare bone budgets. And that is ultimately also explains why 50% of our faculty or 50% of our classes are taught by part-time faculty. Um, we are running a university based on the backs of people who are not making a living wage. And as Ash just explained, she went from having a full-time salary with benefits where she was making a living wage to now teaching as an adjunct. And adjunct wages do not allow people to lit, to, to meet the cost of living in New York City. And so that is really, um, one of the consequences of 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 these cuts and and the way in which um, the state runs the city university, right, right. If, if, we, can if we can just delve, delve into, into that, that a little further, further uh, Karen. Uh, uh, can you talk about the situation just with, just the, with the lack of, of support, support staff that students need, need like counselors, uh, people, people in financial aid department, all those kind of positions, positions uh, that, uh, that provide an anchor for the students, for the students and, and how, how that that might also, also contribute to uh, uh, declining, declining or stagnant, stagnant enrollment. enrollment. Yeah. So in addition, so one of the things that I find really ironic is the is, you know, CUNY is telling Queens College, cut, cut, cut. And, you know, because your enrollment is down. And then at the same time, our enrollment is actually the number of freshmen who are entering Queens College has not really gone down significantly. One of our biggest issues is is um, 
is retaining students. Students leave Queens College and the provost in a meeting I was with, I was in a meeting just like last week, she admitted after their second year, students in their, in their second and third year tend to like, that's where we have a problem. We have a problem retaining students and their college is like, we need to figure out why. But if you talk to students, they will tell you there are not enough academic advisors teaching at Queens College or working at Queens College rather. Um, we currently don't have a director of counseling services. We don't have a registrar at the moment. We don't have a director of graduate admissions. And students tell me stories like they try to make appointments with financial aid and uh, financial aid counselors don't show up to appointments. And when you talk to people in these offices, they all tell you our workload is staggering. Like people leave and we don't have people replacing them. And so it's not surprising to me that we have a problem retaining students because when you are, you can't, when you're running the, a college with this bare bones budget, when you don't, when you have a hiring freeze that doesn't allow you to hire a registrar, doesn't allow you to hire a director of graduate admissions, then yes, students are going to feel that and they're going to say, I'm going to drop out. This is, this is not worth my time or they're going to transfer, right? To other colleges, other universities where they don't have this experience where they feel like they're valued as students and they can get the support they need to, to succeed as students. And can you talk about uh, the upcoming budget season here in New York? Is it possible like that CUNY could get uh, better, fun better and more funding? Yeah, I mean, it's always possible, right? Our, the PSC, our union, uh, has been long, been pushing for a fully funded CUNY. Uh, they are part of what's called the CUNY Rising Alliance, which has a vision for CUNY that increases CUNY's budget, uh, so that, uh, it, we are finally funding things like more counselors, more advisors, more full-time faculty. Uh, we would love to see, uh, um, Hochul, our, our governor, actually create a budget plan that, that fully funds the university. But I think in order to do that, it can't just be the PSC pushing this agenda. We need our chancellor. We need the CUNY board of trustees. We need the CUNY presidents up there lobbying for a fully funded CUNY. And right now, I don't see that happening. Right. And, and we can also just pivot a little bit to a bigger picture here. Uh, can, can you talk about uh, concerns uh, that these these kind of measures that were taken at Queens College will be replicated at other CUNY campuses? I mean, I think they already are. Um, like York College, uh, which is a senior college in Jamaica, Queens, so not not too far from Queens College. In some ways, their situation is even worse than at, Brooklyn, than at Queens College. Uh, York has been asked to slash their budget by a third. So it's, it's been, yeah, it's been, they've had to cut hundreds and hundreds of sections. They've cut many, many part-time faculty. Brooklyn College has similarly seen really, right. really deep cuts. Um, and the concern is that this will be happening at other, on other campuses too, right? Uh, City Tech, uh, the College of Staten Island. Um, yeah, so I don't, it, it's, it's definitely not only a concern at Queens or at York, but so far, Queens made this very dramatic move to, to fire 26 full-timers, uh, which was kind of unprecedented. Um, 
We can see that also at the Graduate Center where we have um, retiring faculty and they're not being replaced and faculty who retired years ago, they're not being replaced. And, um, you know, there are these openings and they can't even do a job search. That happened actually at Queens last semester where, um, you know, they I, I guess they had opened the job line, um, a, a line that was open. And then the school, um, I, I believe that the school didn't file the paperwork in in time and the line got canceled. So, um, you know, this is something that's happening, um, you know, throughout the CUNY system. And, it, and it's, it's by design. I mean, the policy right now, CUNY has told all the colleges that for every three people who leave or retire, they can only hire one person. And so colleges have to make these hard decisions, like three people leave. So are we going to hire a registrar or are we going to hire a director of counseling? Are we going to hire, you know, someone to teach a full timer to teach in the sculpture program? Or are we going to hire a media studies professor? And all of these have different needs and, and some of them are equally urgent and, and they have to make some incredibly difficult. And I think it's unnecessarily difficult, right? All of these positions should be replaced because our students need them. And how does what's happening in at CUNY replicate what's happening elsewhere um, within the city? And then, of course, even within the country and the larger sort of, you know, uh, educational institutional base is somewhat crumbling. Hey, Karen, you want to run with that? Sure, I can answer that question. I didn't know if Ash wanted to. I mean, I I would say both can, but uh, Karen, if you want to start. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll answer the second part of your question. I think what we're seeing right now is an attack on higher education across the country. There is definitely this conservative reaction response to higher education. um, And it's, you know, part of this anti-intellectual movement across the United States. And what I actually see happening is a kind of return to this moment where institutions like CUNY, which, as John said in his opening, really have historically provided higher education for working class, for poor students, for students of color. We have to remember that CUNY now is majority students of color. Um, and, you know, as we see less and less support for public universities, for public higher ed, uh, like, in, like, like CUNY, I worry that, um, like a well-funded, um, you know, higher educational experience is something that only a small elite number of students will, will, will have. Um, and so I, I definitely see the attack on CUNY as an attack that is connected to all kinds, to, to a loss of all kinds of services, both in the city, right? Like the cutting, the gutting of library services, of K through 12 education, of other kinds of critical services for people in New York City, but also across the country. Um, and it's basically telling people like, you don't deserve to have a quality higher education. Uh, that that's that's affordable, right? CUNY is still relatively affordable compared to many many other um, universities, and and of course the cost of attending a private university in the U.S. is just rising with every year. Exactly, and to um, you know to also piggyback on that um, from the perspective of being a faculty member. Um, the adjunctification of um, of the university has been going on since the since the 90s. And we're seeing now, you know, as somebody who's just at the end of a Ph.D. program and um, 
you know, looking to go into a full-time line, um, you know, and you're told kind of you need to adjunct for a few years to play the game. And the only people who are able to do that because the wages are so low and there's no benefits um, are people who are already independently wealthy or connected. So right. um, you're getting a body of faculty members of brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant people who can't who can't even teach, who can't even um, participate in um, in shaping the minds of students because um, there's no pay and there's no benefits. It becomes something that right now I'm subsidizing my teaching work with another job. I couldn't have continued to adjunct if I didn't have the other job at CUNY. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like you're, you know, you're doing work. Um, you're doing work to be able to subsidize the work, um, the teaching. Right. And that's horrifying. Right. Working one job to pay for the other. Um, yeah. Uh, before we have to go here in a couple of minutes, uh, something else I want to uh, bring up, uh, uh, Karen, is uh, uh, something called RPK Consulting. Uh, this is mm. a, uh, a firm that uh, helps uh, helps <laughs> universities <laughs> uh, uh, downsize uh, their uh, their departments and uh, probably gut the, uh, their departments is probably more accurate. And uh, they played a a large role in really the gutting of the humanities uh, at West Virginia University last year. And then I think you're familiar with another place they operated, which was at, uh, Jersey City uh, uh, University, uh, which went through this process. And uh, in the in the past six months or so, it came to light that um, RPK claimed it had a, a, a a work a relationship with CUNY that CUNY was one of its clients. CUNY <coughs> denies it, <laughs> but uh, can you talk a little bit more about uh, RPK and especially what uh, happened right across the river in Jersey City and why so many people are alarmed by a apparent relationship between CUNY and RPK? Yeah, so I I am familiar with what happened at um, at Jersey City University. Uh, because my partner teaches there. It's a very similar university to CUNY in a lot of ways. It also has um, a working class, primarily student of color population. And uh, NJCU, as it's called, contracted with RPK. RPK created this report. And sure enough, not that long after their president quit unexpectedly, and uh, and NJCU ended up making an announcement that because of their fiscal crisis, they would close several several departments, and they fired um, many many tenured tenure track and adjunct faculty members. And because they were closing departments, they shut down the economics department, the physics department, um, the ESL department, and it allowed them to fire. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but dozens of, of full-time faculty members uh, who lost their job. Um, and it was, it was pretty shocking um, given how difficult it is uh, to find a, a new full-time job, a new full-time tenure track job, uh, especially once you've been tenured somewhere. Uh, so it is really concerning uh, if to hear that CUNY might have con have been working with RPK. Like you said, John, they deny it. So I have no evidence that that, that RPK has issued a similar report to CUNY. But regardless, we have been getting um, 
information from our from the university provost. CUNY just recently issued this report to New York State about their budget, saying that because of this budget crisis, because of the so-called structural deficit, they will be looking to combine programs, cut programs. They basically want to um you know, start reshaping the university to be more fiscally responsible. And of course, for them, that does mean firing and often firing, uh, you know, people that they think are, you know, not necessary to the university's mission. And of course, at the same time, they're doing this by expanding CUNY online. And they just, it was just in the news that CUNY received a $75 million donation, the largest donation ever. But of course, it's going towards um, developing an AI and artificial intelligence program. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really that concerned about to, CUNY Central's uh, vision for diversity. Yes, robots. Exactly. <laughs> we'll all be replaced by robots <laughs> and then they won't need to pay us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll have to go here in a sec, but of course, with something we didn't have a chance to explore is how many bloated high-level administrative positions there are um, yes. at CUNY and uh, so many other campuses in this country. The, the people that do the firing, of course, make sure they uh, get well-paid themselves. Um, but yeah. we'll have to leave it for now. But uh, thank you so much, both Karen Weingarten, professor of English at Queens College and Queens College chapter chair for her union there, and Ash Marinaccio, old friend of the Independent, uh, thank you for also joining us, and uh, wish you the best, both of you, with this uh, new semester. Thank you oh, so much for having us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bye bye.